Yo, yo, yo. Five, four, three, three two, 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 one. We back. Hey. It's us. Ocho Cinco. Yo. Ocho Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody do a song like that or some shit? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I just nah, made that. Oh, I okay. think you just made that up. Okay. Keep that on the tuck, though. Yeah. Man. Coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Draft <My> first <laughs> single. <laughs> Draft present snap music. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Resurrection. We are the Wash Guys. Wash never washed up. Wash this is never episode washed up. 85. Yeah. Ocho Cinco, as you mentioned earlier. Ooh. I am Sean Luke Picard. And I am Drive. Yep, man. yep, yep. It was good to uh, be back. I want to, want to, yeah. I know you I said I'm not going to say it. that. Yeah, no, it's here. But yeah, it's fine. Because it actually does feel good. And, mm. and I don't know another way to put that into words. Yeah, shout out Taji, man. Maybe I needed the source. Yeah, Taji's <laughs> Taj, Taj not with us this episode, but definitely shout him out, yes. man. Uh, Nolan's exposure in this bitch. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Taji, my guy, man. Um, hope you're doing well. I'm going to say that like I haven't spoke to you. Yeah. Hold no. your head or whatever the thing is. He'll be back. Um, Stand with you in solidarity. We with you, bro. Um, I guess the uh, we're getting how 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 you been? That? Um, been good. Staying positive. Uh, I've been trying to stay away from as many things that throw off my like emotionally equilibrium. So I've been trying to avoid work as much as possible. <laughs> and uh, it's been it's been manageable. I didn't have to work um, as much as I would because of the holiday, but yet and still holiday season. And we'll talk about that Shout later. Shout out OJ. Yeah, Juice Man, <laughs> Eastside Legend. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's been a fight. I've never been so ready to quit a job as I am this one. But I, I see the finish line, and hopefully it's a. Uh, I play it right I just came to the conclusion I was like man Why the fuck Ain't I using my PTO It's like that type of time mm. I'm like yeah I'm just trying to waste my PTO So I can Get closer and closer To the door And I'm trying to decide I'm at a, a point now Where I'm trying to decide How I want to do it and Whether I just want to Take my two weeks And do the professional approach Or I just want to not show up For work or Like Just show up in my regular clothes And be like yeah I'm not coming in tonight like it's somewhere It's probably gonna be that Like show up during the day Be like yeah I'm not coming in tonight uh, As soon as my next hour start From the previous job Is when it's the time I'm not showing up you know? I don't necessarily give them a, Like a heads up mm. Cause they wouldn't give me one Yeah, That's you know, that's been my, my energy point. With yeah. most jobs That I've left Over the past few With the exception Of the restaurant of course Like we had A sit down conversation but I mean, you do that with people that you I feel like you you can build with. I can't build with y'all, man. Y'all, yeah, we that, really. the myth of somebody calling you and asking you for a reference is even if I, even if you do give a bad review, how how much can that influence the determination of this new job whether they need me or not? If they need me, they're gonna hire me. I always take the approach. It's like, yeah, I'm already employed, so um, it's not gonna be in my best interest for you to contact my current job. Yup. <laughs> like Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Jack. <laughs> we can play these games, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's play them, nigga. Yeah. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, go, nigga. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's all I've been thinking about. I just been it's been like me walking walking in my restroom at work and being like, bruh, you could do it now if you wanted to. Like, no, 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 don't do it yet. I seen a nigga uh 
uh, a nigga, a nigga angel and the devil on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, real, yeah. real shit. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seeing this nigga. I'm, it's like the world giving me signs. I'm seeing this young nigga who worked up there. RPDMX, Lord, give me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RPDMX. We'll talk about that later too. For sure. Um, this young nigga wild out, quit, and the way he did it, it was so, it was glorious, man. I, I, I stand with him, bro. I want to get t-shirts made. Um. Somebody said something crazy to him and he walked out of the office and I guess they were trying to calm down. He was like, nah, nigga, fuck that. Do his paperwork at the window. <laughs> My man. The nigga tell him clock out. He said, he said, clock out and leave. He said, nigga, make me leave. Took his jacket off and sat on the forklift. <laughs> I was like, oh mm, shit. That's good. <laughs> this nigga went crazy. And that's what happens when too many men are in one place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got niggas doing wild shit for no reason. And I was like, man. Like I, jail. As, like you said then the yeah. last episode. <laughs> As much as I enjoyed it, me and my other coworker had a, a conversation about it, and he was like, "Yeah, man. Only thing I wanna, if I had to critique anything, man, he should have just peeled this nigga, <laughs> not said shit. Just peel. I was like, I know, bro. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> it would have made it that, so much better for all of us. <laughs> everybody has that dream of knocking the shit out of their boss. So I think, uh, shout out to him though. He got yeah. busy though. Yeah, man. He he definitely left a mark, man. And then, and then the next night was like the night right before Thanksgiving, and I saw like, cause it's a big ass facility, it's gates and yards and all this all this other shit. So I see the police out front. I'm like, oh shit, this nigga must have came back. <laughs> I was like, was like even more clout, but it was just security. It was just over there making sure nobody got in the building. But yeah, man, my mind has been on leaving on a yeah. motherfucking jet plane. How's your week been though? Uh, I guess the same in, in a different aspect, you know. Um, as far as work goes, it's just work, man. Dealing with people that are like not good at their job. <laughs> I wanted to put that in like to, to some eloquent way, but yeah, I didn't have anything for you. But yeah, they're just not good at their their job, and and that's fine. I've gotten used to the fact that people aren't good at things, and it's like, and it's fine. Like, it's just fine. Yeah. Like one of the best things I remember you saying, like I wasn't there for it, but I remember you you saying uh from Chop, shout Chop, but he was just like, Yo, niggas be lame and that's fine. And that's <laughs> why I like I've gotten to a place with a lot of people. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Like you're not good at shit. Yeah. And people are gonna have to deal with that. Like so I don't I don't like rush in and try to save the day anymore. I just let people be shitty at things. And the public has to deal with people not being good at things. Maybe that will start the conversation. <laughs> you know yeah, that's part mean? of that's part of kind of being washed, like letting shit go. Yeah, you'll like get a, you'll get wrapped up in trying to do something so that I don't like, need to fix everything. Yeah. Like some things are just going to be fucked. Or sometimes you just got to explain to somebody like I'm not doing certain things. Yeah, yeah because that. it's not my job. You know what I mean? Like you know, I've always you know because I've been in the same field for so long. I know what what my job is and exactly what play me. For yeah, yeah, I, know I had what a conversation. My job with, isn't so. I'm not, never gonna do extra shit. I don't need to say today. I don't need to. Yeah, I'm in. coming up. I'm coming up. I'm having the same conversation with different people. World is trying to tell me something. But anyway, I had the same conversation with Ryan uh, this weekend where he was talking about just all like it made me realize with the importance of especially my job unions. Like if you don't have no union, motherfuckers just do whatever the fuck they want, and the state give them the per permission to do so. It's like mm -hmm. sixty hour work weeks. Yeah, cool, whatever, bro. Straight pay. That's fine. Like. What are they doing? Is it help us? Is there contracts involved? Because right now work's so slow, and it's only because they're holding shit up, like on the borders. And shit. Yeah, they're yeah. negotiating for more money. 
Nigga, union guarantees certain shit like that. But it also mm-hmm. guarantees the type of work somebody does, the, how many hours they work, and the type of pay you got to give them. Um, and I didn't realize it. Like, uh, you mentioned it on a pod before about like when we were talking about the Alec Baldwin situation, how much of the movie industry is unions and like production and things like that work on a certain, not just pay scale, but work regiment. And it only makes sense. And when you yeah. don't have that... Like it could get spooky. You checks and balances. Doing, you do a lot of shit for nothing, and when in a in an industry where the quality of work is affected by how much you do, or like how much money people spend, like they're trying to save as much and get as much done as possible. Um, so yeah, man. Like with with jobs nowadays, I can't stand the fact that you sit there and you look at yourself after a while, and it's like, yo, I'm not really making much progress. I'm not really making much profit either. But every year we have meetings or or every week we have meetings about how well we're doing. And it's like, we? That family shit gets preached and they try to extend that to everybody who works there. And I'm just like, man. There's a lot of times where I'm not like very associative with like coworkers and that type of things because it's like, I just know what time it is. At the end of the day, like, this is like a hustle. Like, people are... Yeah, nobody's to, really good at their job, bro. And people are trying to get where they're trying to go. You know what I'm saying? They may be, like, cordial to you and, you know, respectful to you in the moment. But at the end of the day, everybody has a higher goal. We're all trying to get to a place. And I understand that. So it's not like I'm not mad at niggas, but I'm also – I don't need to do the tongue-in-cheek type thing either. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, I just don't really feel interested in doing that. Like, especially when I know it's not genuine. You know, I, I'd rather mm-hmm. not do it. None of this shit going to make or break you at the end of the day, man. Like, yeah. That's why I encourage people who, if you got something going on outside of your nine to five and other things that it requires, man, double down on that. It'll keep you sane because your job ain't always going to be there for you when you need it. Like Whatever you got going on outside of that is usually what supports the mental health of somebody who has to do something for somebody else on a regular basis. But Black um, people are so good at music. <laughs> Facts. Um, shit. Watch oh. moments. Oh, countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at me. Now they even got the laptop open. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, during this time period, we're just going to figure out uh, what sounds we have on our board as I lean over. Ain't none of that shit active right now. Oh, yeah, sorry. the biggest letdown. Because yeah, I couldn't. Uh, some shit I'm not gonna say. Yep, yep, yep. All uh, right. Um, <laughs> but these United States. Out to us, man. Um, the the United Kingdom, Australia, um, the Philippines. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out Manny Pacquiao. I skipped Canada. Shout out Old Canada. Views. Um, Views from it. Germany, the United Arab Emirates. Fuck wall. Shout out to y'all, man. UAE. Shout out to UAE. All the love there. Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. You see it? (laughs) Brazil, Russia, Ireland, India, Singapore, France, Uh Norway, uh, New Zealand, Finland, the Netherlands. Shout out to the Netherlands. Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, Romania, Spain, Estonia. Estonia all up on you. Still controlling, yeah, Estonia, Estonia, uh, <laughs> uh, Ecuador, Denmark, Sweden, Slovakia, Belgium, Italy. 
Shout out to my it it's a t t t okay. Yeah. Uh Qatar, Turkey, <laughs> Hong Kong. That's a yeah. The Costa Nostra. Shout out to them. Uh or maybe not. Mm-mm. Uh Japan, Mexico, South Those Korea. <laughs> oh shit. New countries. Bam, bam, bam. What a day not to have yeah. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, shout out to y'all. Israel. And Israel. welcome Bahrain. 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 Welcome Bahrain to the podcast. Damn, man. Shout out to Bahrain, man. We uh we it's up, good to man. have y'all. It's good to have y'all in the welcome. in the house. Um yeah. Shout out to our friends in Bahrain. Um I didn't really want to start out like this, but um, <laughs> On a serious note, nah, nah, we'll, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do wash moments because my wash moment is linked to, to to what I'm about to say. Mm. So, uh, R.I.P. Virgil and um, R.I.P. Malika Shabazz. It's been a rough week for Black people, man. I feel like every week is a rough week for Black people. Jesus Christ! All your, all your, all your faith in humanity. And your existence in it hangs in the balance. You think about all the trials that have been going on, all the uh, deaths that the black community has lost, especially the urban black community. And now with the Malika Shabazz scenario, I think it's just one of those things where it's bad timing <laughs> amongst all the other things that are going on socially. If you're if you're at least partially aware of like the civil rights movement and the, the type of families that drove that that movement, you already know who Malika Shabazz is or the Shabazz family is like the Shabazz name is associated with Malcolm X and it's just kind of disheartening. Like we can't get a we can't get a leg up in a lot of these scenarios. Yeah. Just seeing that she was just found dead and it's just like a sudden death. It's I don't know, man. I don't wanna to touch it too heavy, man, before I end up. But um R. I. P. to her. Um R. I. P. to Virgil too, man. Yeah, R. I. P. to Virgil. That shit. Uh, reason why I didn't want to get into wash moments because, like, the wash moment for me was as you get older, like, you, you experience death more and more, whether it be around you, like, firsthand, or whether it's just like a celebrity that you're a fan of. And uh, you never really know which ones are gonna affect you more or less, you just never know. So, like, Virgil is one of them dudes, like, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of hit me randomly. Like, I just, maybe because it was just so unexpected, but, um, yeah. Uh, what was you doing when you found out? I was at work. Um, actually, I was, you know, somebody sent me the text message. Um, yeah, I was just at work, and I'm just like, Man, I, I just it looked like some shit that a nigga made, so I'm just thinking like oh, that's, that's not real. Like, why would it? That, none of this shit makes sense. And then, obviously, I did my own research, started hitting my Googles and shit. I'm like, oh fuck, this shit might be real. And then, you know, give it 15, 20 minutes, you hit Instagram, and ain't no way everybody posting the same shit and it's fake. So, yeah, um, it was a, uh, it was kind of a blow. I felt like I was out with um a friend of mine. And his daughter, we were getting food, and it's a white guy, thirty, a little bit older, like but late thirties. And I, I'm he, you know how people are kind of ageless nowadays based on content, what they take in. Like I don't know what he's into, but he doesn't strike me as somebody who would know who Virgil is. And I, 
one of those things that was so dramatic. I had to take the time to explain because I was concerned. He looked at me. He was like, everything's straight. Like, and you're right. As you age, you don't know which one of the, whether it's the personal or the perspective, like people you see in the, in the public eye that you feel like you can kind of relate to or create content that you, you, you either take in or consume. All of that shit has an effect on you. It's a part of your overall Right brick on my brick, man. Like, I remember some, just loving that line, you know, and and even delving even even deeper. It's like seeing how Virgil had West Side, like at the fashion shows. I thought about music and shit. The uh, the relation he's got to Jordan. Shout out Brick. Like they were close. Like worked on multiple projects together, or like in the vicinity. And I think the uh, the Antwerp pop up that he had here, I want to say. Uh, was curated by by Virgil during that time period. And I think he was here, like, that Friday night. I remember being out and stopping by the area and seeing a line down the block, like, down the, like in Virginia Highlands. So it was, like, just a line of hipsters that turned it into little five points. And I'm looking at it like, man, this is kind of big, especially for somebody like Brick to be associated with Virgil. And the legacy that he had with everybody he kind of fucked with, like, Shout out Joe Fresh Goods. Shout out Don C. Yeah. All these people close. were always kept close. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, I, I feel like it's, it's definitely a huge loss for for fashion, man, black community, for hip-hop. Definitely yeah. uh, just black black people in general, man. Like the, I mean, you love him or hate him, man. He, he, he was a, a cultural icon. We knew that in real time. It's not one of these people that, like, we're going to see the pieces later, 50 years later. Like, we was... Everybody knew what was up, you know what I mean? So, you, Do you know, think we had the conversation? I remember yesterday. everybody joked about the whole two Virgil shit. We joked about it, but it's just like, shit, looking back, it's like, you know, I always see these quotes. Like, you really never know what people are going through um, behind closed doors. So, yeah. In the future, I want to be less judgmental with people and shit because you just never know. And that's part of the shit where I was saying before, like, some people aren't good at shit. Not to put Virgil in it, but you know, you gotta let people be themselves. You know what I mean? I think that's a lesson we can all take from the Virgil thing. Like sometimes we gotta be hands off. I think the same thing with the Chad Boswick um, argument could be said. You know, when people was like, "Yo, he's tired of putting the fist up." He wasn't tired. Like he was probably really in pain. You know. Yeah, I mean, even even uh, MF Doom. Yeah. Like when he in the in the respect to privacy, when it comes down to things like this, like. That the reality TV era has sort of fucked us up as far as what we consider people's business and what isn't. And I think that going through something like that not only had an effect on like, who he was as an individual, but also like the way he would be perceived doing the things that he was doing. It would always be some sort of caveat. Yeah, and yeah. I think it. What's so dope about him and MF Doom is as artists creating certain things, even Chadwick Boseman, as artists creating certain things, You once they pass, as devastating as it might be, you look at all their work like, man, was this influenced by, like, is this so hard because he knew what he knew about, like, his life expectancy? Like, I think about the, uh, I'm talking about the exhibit that he had at the high with, um, my friend Daniel yesterday, and I'm saying, like, even the the people working the event had Virgil uniforms on. Like, their T-shirt was off-white. They had on the off-white Air Force Ones. Every museum had a different color. 
That's crazy. The attention to detail as far as the the display of all the exhibits and then having the shop at the end. The shop was just part of the exhibit. Even just, I was working at Ikea at the time. I'll just say it. Fuck it. Um, but when he dropped the, the Ikea collab, like I saw the, the amount of fucking fanfare for that shit. Like, you know, like, uh, you know the, the fact that uh, you take this hip-hop guy, this guy, and he's making influences on furniture across to fashion to sneakers to hip hop music. He has a he has an album with Lupe. Um, you know what I'm saying? If anybody has time, you should check it DJ. out. Yeah. Was DJing. Yeah. He was actively DJing. Yeah, he was a part yeah. of the movement with Ben Trill during that DJ cult with him, Mano, um somebody else. But like all of that fashion that came from that eventually became the head of Louis Vuitton. Yeah, it's like an amazing story. It's crazy. That's story crazy. That I think could, he might be the youngest other than Mark Jacobs. I mean, the first black one. So, I mean, you know, you don't take nothing from it. It's it's that, man. So, um, R.I.P. Virgil. R.I.P. Malika Shabazz. Um, you'll be missed. Um, yeah, it's one of the parts of being washed, man. Like The reason why they want to jump in the wash moments because that's what it is. Like, that's it's, it's a dark wash moment, but that that's one of them things that sucks about getting older. Like death becomes like a a friend or 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 enemy, but you know somebody you, you get to see sort of often. Yeah, so, this is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, guess in uh, let's let's uh take a break and come back. Yeah, we- once again it's on niggas. She go hard like corn liquor. Yeah. Um, Getting my beans back. I need some old Rockefeller shit to listen to. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Mm. It's that time again, man. Um, you were fake as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fake season. <laughs> fake season. Yeah, man. Um, I hate fucking holiday season, man. Um, shit's so fucking weird, man. I work retail, so now they activated the Christmas music and shit. That shit is psychological warfare in yeah. most environments. I hate that shit. Shit feels like mental slavery. It's like, what are you doing to me? And my whole argument, too, is like, everybody always complains about mumble rappers, but have you ever heard the lyrics to a Christmas Christmas song? It's like, sling, ling, ling, a ling, ding, 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 a ling. It's like, what the fuck are these niggas even talking about? Holly ha, holly ha, holly ha, ha, ha. Like, what the fuck? What kind of Anglo-Saxon <laughs> demon chant is this, bro? <laughs> What's this shit even mean? I took my daughter on uh, the Stone Mountain train during the middle of November. Why did I do that, man? They had this whole play talking about Jesus and the spirit of Christmas and the three wise men. And I'm just looking at my daughter. I had to lean in. I was like, yo, none of this makes sense. Do it. She was like, mm-mm. <laughs> Remember that you said this. <laughs> I ain't say it. I didn't say it didn't make sense. It don't make sense. <laughs> we, we, I, they asked me, uh, I think we had this conversation at work, where they were talking about Toys for Tots, which I have nothing against, like being... I was a tot giving, once. Yeah, yeah, being giving during the, during the holiday season, but... Shit, do that shit every year. Like yeah. or all the time, maybe. Don't put no don't put no cap on it. Um but they were like, Maybe yeah, just do it on a Wednesday because it's Wednesday. You don't <laughs> have to like do it because it's a season. Yeah, it's we with you Wednesdays. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna be there with you. Yeah. We're gonna get your toys, we're gonna get you clothes, we're gonna fuck it. But I think that's one of the reasons like celebrating holidays never really 
resonated with me outside of the religious point just because I got to see people do good year round. Like if you really love somebody, you take care of them regardless of whether it's a holiday season or not. And when you only do it around the holidays, it looks fake. It don't look as merry as you try to make it seem. But they were just talking about Toys for Tots and it was like, yeah, I can't imagine having to explain to my kid why Santa skipped over our house. Oh and shit! I was just like, nigga, this is my whole life, nigga. Like, bro, <laughs> why? Why not start with not telling them Santa's real? Yeah. <laughs> let's do that. And then he's yeah, like, yeah, he's like, let's not the... do that. Let's not. Let's not. I'm like, why not? <laughs> yeah, I never grew up with the idea that Santa existed, so I never had that shit shattered from me. So it was just like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, when you grow up without the idea, it's just like it makes life so much different. Because I was yeah. in class at five. Like, what? You what are y'all talking believe? about? Y'all believe that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how would that even happen? You know that's what I'm more saying? frightening than anything else if you're from real circumstances. Like, that's not a fun situation. You walk downstairs and it's a nigga with a bag in your crib. Oh, I didn't know you was up. I just y'all remember asking cookies? all the kids, like, how the fuck would he get to all these homes and know what everybody want, man? Like, what? What? That shit's fucking stupid. I remember saying this shit as like a five-year-old. I said Darwinism in real time. <laughs> Just like, but um, yeah, I don't get why we need to create all these myths for kids, like too fairy, all that type of shit. It's like, nah, nigga, you disrespecting the work I did for Yo, you. And shit. Immoral compass, bro. Is an episode about mm. about the tooth fairy. <laughs> so, like, how how can how this is kind of insane? Like, why are you lying to children like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, it could be frightening depending on like your it's vantage It's extremely point. frightening. The, yeah. the real story, if you watch, it's, we had a conversation about this shit um, maybe a few years ago about like how weird our myths are and they vary country from country to country. Uh, I think you were with me that Christmas. We was over at, a, we'll say, let's not say the name, but we was over at this, uh, this girl's house for like Christmas dinner and we ended up watching this scary movie. It was called like Rare Exports, and it was like Santa Claus. It was like a bunch of Santa Clauses. I remember you being there. The only, <laughs> I was there. The only reason, the only reason I remember you being there, was because, like, it was it was a music partner that we had. Mm, and I wasn't there, bro. I remember you telling me about it the next day. That was Vince, bro. It might have been Vince. Y'all ain't interchangeable in certain situations. <laughs> y'all we talked bro. about it for sure because I yeah. know the exact day you talk about. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, because y'all played. crazy. That was around the first album time. It was Vince, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, dog. <laughs> you was there the other time. <laughs> I, I know the situations I stay up out of, but shit, specifically. <laughs> but I remember we watched this movie called Rare Footage, and I looked the I looked the background information up. And this is the movie. It's a movie about the real folklore for Santa in Norway. And mm. uh, my friend from Iceland was telling me about like the myths that they have surrounding Santa Claus. And it was like, yeah, there's a sausage sneak. There's a, a shoe thief. It's like all these random things that like they put around the myth of Christmas. It's like, yeah, all this is bullshit, bro. <laughs> all of it's bullshit. Why would you believe in any of this? It's like Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like like you said, like when you shatter that shit as a kid, it's just so much easier to understand life, and you start to see the like the, I don't know, we get deeper into it. You start to see the echoes of that shit as you get older. Oh yeah, oh yeah, people believe in weird myths, just because we. How you Christian and believe in Christmas? Like that's the thing that bothers me because people people be devout Christians or. This, that, and the third, and none of their holidays or customs relate to their religion. It's all something pagan. 
Like all of it. Yeah. Easter. I mean, that Christmas. Goes to my like, bigger argument that, I mean, we, we shove fucking Thanksgiving down the toilet so easily. But I mean, if you want to really dig deep into most of these holidays, it's pretty dark, man. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, there's a lot of killing and a lot of rape and a lot of weird shit going on with a lot of these holidays. You like discuss the origins. Yeah, shout out, shout out, American gods, man. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you look at some of the, the backgrounds of Easter. Yikes! Yeah, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a lighter note, uh, they don't stop. Um, three six mafia <laughs> <laughs> versus they don't stop, baby. Keep going, y'all. Y'all keep coming with the flames. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this this is a pretty clear cut uh, Victor. Yeah, yeah. On, <laughs> okay. I thought I didn't know you were gonna say the same shit. Okay, shout out Black cool. on Purpose. I heard y'all arguing it, man. I was like, man, this is no argument. Shout yeah. out Nika. Nika kept it real. Nika kept it real with y'all. Oh, Who I ain't shit? got to the end yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's the end. This one's it's pretty long. Yeah, yeah it's pretty long. Pause. Pause. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, three six all day. I can't even imagine. Like the streets got to speak. I don't know. I don't know what the demographic for a lot of these verses are. Like, all right, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how many white people are watching verses like that, other than the specific whites that are really into hip hop or yeah, like black music in general. Yeah. But I don't think like white. This is strictly one of those things, to its credit, that caters to a black audience and it's is, a is highly successful. Yeah, it's, it's really a cookout. <laughs> it's a literal cookout. <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, three six, bro, all day. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going three six. These niggas are the architect of southern music as we know it. Um, yeah. Maybe music in general, in a lot of ways, um, when it, when it comes to like the bounce that we're in right now, as far as the tempos and just the club bounce. I mean, really want to get into the technical aspect. Did I take bets on verses? Mm-hmm, we should. I don't know who would take Bone though. Like, and there's no salt to Bone because I'm I'm a I'm not a huge Bone Dog fan, but I definitely respect their work. I mean, we. Everybody can say crossroads, but when we say like for the love of money, that's my shit. Douglas um, Ruggish Bone. Douglas Ruggish Bone. Um, first of the month. Yeah, first of the month. East 99. East, um, you know, all the Mo Thug shit. You know what I mean? Uh, shit, even the Phil Collins shit. Um, the Biggie shit. Biggie shit, yeah. Yeah, shout out to them. I mean, they're one of all the, the few artists they had uh, a song <laughs> with Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. Which is uh, monumental. I think the song with Big was a lot be- better. But um, you think that'll come up in the verses? Yeah, I Tupac think joint. I think they're gonna play. It. Yeah, they have to, right? Kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, one of those songs where I was like, man, this is. It's not even a comparison. Like, if we were really talking about legacy, well, we'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I having the having both songs with with both artists was kind of a big deal back in the day. I remember people used to champion Bone for that. And I was like, yo, their verses was kind of. Especially on the Biggie joint. Biggie washed all of them. No comment. <laughs> washed them all. Biggie bro. had an amazing verse, though. One of the verses that uh, might have changed my life, to be completely honest. I'm like, oh, I didn't know rappers did this. <laughs> like, when they when he switched flows, man, you know, I want to get into my rapper bag too deep, but I always talk about this. When Biggie switched flows on that song, bro, he changed hip-hop in a lot of ways that maybe people Trebly, don't discuss enough. Trebly. Like, Oh shit, nigga! Like now, 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 when you hear Hove when he on a certain joint, he might he might do a different type of flow. Like How high off we no oxygen? 
Yeah, that was a that Ho, was an Hov said it like so many different flows. This one's for this song, and this one I switch it up. This one I gimp it up. But that that to me was the start of that idea. Like you, that you saw that shit take place in um, real time. So R.I.P. Biggie, man. Um, yeah, we definitely going three six mafia all day. Um, shout out to Bone though. I think it's gonna be fun. I don't usually watch verses too often, but I think this is gonna be one of the ones I actually watch. Yeah, this is gonna be right up under the. Uh Gonna be in the lineage of the Gucci, Jeezy, uh, Locks, Dipset. Yes, it's gonna be the third. It's yeah, yeah. Third I didn't watch the Gucci Jeezy because uh, I really didn't want to see that up close. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I do agree. It's it's in that fold of of things. Um, it was some shit that was on the list that wasn't on the list oh. before we supposed. To, what was it? Sports. No, it was something else. You no, said you was going to get to the top, it. The Malika Shabazz joint. Uh, that was something else. It's like we get to later. But whatever. All right. Yeah. Sports, not sports, man. All right. So what's a sport and what's not a sport, man? We, me and Sean was having this argument prior pod, and uh, I'm sure nobody cares, but we're going to get into this shit anyway, man. Yeah. All right. So boxing isn't a sport to me. It's an exercise. And we got to get into the difference between exercises and sports because, you know, if it's not pointed, it's not graded based on a very clear scale. It doesn't involve a ball in any sorts. Um, I mean, I think there are certain sports like okay. So this is this is my division. track and field, man. It's when it gets gray. This is my division between what you're talking about and what I'm talking about. These are sports, but they are single man sports. Like there's one. There's usually one declared winner, clear winner, and it's golf? no team. I don't like golf, so I would <laughs> say golf is one of those things that's not a sport, but does have a ball. Cause it's a lot of walking. Like Tiger is the only person that really makes it involves golf athletic. No, no, no. If anybody that's ever golf knows that it involves your entire body. It's, yeah, but it's I'm very sure. tiring. It's but, a tiring sport. But what I'm saying is, we didn't look at those. We didn't look at those type of people as training. Like you just look like, oh, you a golfer. Like there's some shit you got into, and eventually, I didn't. I didn't see a nigga getting Nike gear for golfing, like training gear. Like he had shorts. Like workout attire, tank yeah. tops. I mean, you'll see a fat nigga on the court one day, and this nigga got the wettest jump shot ever, man. You gonna tell me he's not an athlete? Like, he's, yes, because he's he not in the NBA. These <laughs> niggas are pro nah, athletes. Nah, it takes it takes a hand eye coordination. You seen Phil Mickelson? Yes. Yeah. He don't look like I don't think Tiger he, did in his prime. And I think that's the difference between the sport and the exercise. That's what makes sport very special because you don't have to be in a necessarily top athlete to be a, a sport guy. I think sport is a, like a particular skill that combines athleticism and the skill aspect of it. So with boxing, my, my rebuttal would be George Foreman, Muhammad Ali, like especially George Foreman in his later years. Like these were two different completely built. There were, these were two people who were built completely different, but had to train and get in shape for a sport. Probably the most original sport, the first sport ever, other than running from shit. Like, I think running from shit is the first sport. The second sport is fighting. And everything else is some amalgamation of technology. Like, you had to create a ball in order to get to a point where they had to create the wheel, and then they had to create the ball. There was sport before that. Yeah. The Olympics. I'm pretty sure the Olympics were created before they made basketball. Yeah, but I don't know if all those things are sports. I think some of those are exercises. <laughs> like like I said, gymnastics. That's what I think, man. We got to redefine sports. And that I think that would change change humanity as we know it. But uh, yeah, some, 
Like these aren't sports. We can't really compete at these things. Like they could be like a, a thing, a exercise that we watch. But that's, I mean, that's counter. That's counterintuitive that everything a fight is. There are some sports where I'll say like, yo, you're right. Like I don't think like the Tour de France. How is that a sport? It's, it's not a sport. Because right. <laughs> they, they fuck it up. They fucked it up. If it bro. was just like a, a straight ass race, but it's like all these weird caveats that go in between it and how you It's take like a marathon. It's yeah, like a marathon yeah, yeah. of biking. Yeah. And I think like a marathon really ain't. It's not a sport, man. It's, it's sport. exercise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These shits are exercises. Boxing ain't man. that though. Yeah, boxing I think boxing that. is an exercise. Uh, Boxing's I'm not going... an exercise. So uh, hey, man. Also, uh, equipment. Certain level of equipment, I think, requires mm, it to be a sport. Just gloves. If That's a ball much. is if a ball is your only like the nah, main, you got so equipment. many different type of gloves. Because there's football, golf. but there's also rugby, and I think that. Like that's rugby. Not rugby is, isn't a sport. Rugby's not a sport. No. You? <laughs> <laughs> you just I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, his... <laughs> Sorry to our international fans. Yeah, rugby is not a red, sport. He got his red pen out. This nigga is striking. <laughs> it's not a sport, man. Yeah, I'm, we're we're making deductions, man. Highlight. Highlight's got a ball. I think one of those green hats. Like those. Like... <laughs> you need cards like yeah. soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I need a visor. Yeah. Now you turn it into everything that you say. Because what? What's a judge other than a referee? Because if we're talking about the fact that like referees initial, are more beholden to the rules, and I think a judge is. What? Unless <laughs> with most sports, yeah, yeah, there's cheating yeah, involved, yeah, yeah, it's or there's just bad calls in general. Yeah, true. But I just think the the rules are a lot, a lot more rigid with sports versus exercises. I think you're full of shit. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching and listening to. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I can go first. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of had um, already prepped. What have I been watching? Um, I talked about it before the pod, but Bill Burr has a comedy series on all things comedy. I've been uh, doing the workarounds on a lot of my streaming, so I can't I can't afford to stream everybody. So shout Into out. Uh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out to people that need to be shout out. Grab uh, some water right quick. No pressure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bill Burr's Immoral Compass. Um, it's a sketch comedy show. It's a lot of your favorite comedians pop up in it if you pay attention. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't remember any cameos off off rip. But it's it's a short episode. Like those short episodes, like maybe 15 minutes per segment. Really interesting concepts. They have a holiday episode in that shit as well. Um, I watched the DMX documentary. Uh, what's it called? You don't have to understand. Um, I don't remember what it was called? Yeah, but it's a DMX documentary on HBO Max. Um, it talks about the time period from when he was free to doing the uh, 20 year anniversary of "It's Dark as Hell Is Hot," and just his life during that time period. Um, draft will probably break down a lot of his take on it, but I really thought because I listened to DMX. I really thought it was on par to what I felt his legacy was. Like when DMX died, it, it was traumatic, but it wasn't a surprise. Like anybody who knows DMX's kind of history, him being on Ayala Fix My Life, which I thought was fucked up. I was like, man, y'all really putting this thing on the spot. And he was kind of, in my mind, he was a legend. I remember what was going on during that time period when It's Dark as Hell is Hot came out. Like what, where I was at when I heard Blood of My Blood, Flesh of My Flesh. And, to see especially now like people revere him as one of the greats it's like damn bro it's kind of long overdue you let a lot of that 
the media shit of a nigga just kind of going through life or living a hard, starting off a hard life, getting an opportunity to revamp it and then still kind of living a hard life. Y'all kind of judged it like he wasn't that dude. Like most Man. number one albums on on Def Jam um, for the longest time. I think only Jay-Z beat, may have beat him out. And, yeah. and platinum records back to back. Like they mentioned in the documentary, he was like, yo, I'm the only artist to go to make a whole album all singles. And it was still a 21-song album. Yeah, man. Um, watching that documentary was like super deep for me just because I wasn't the biggest DMX fan when he was here. I'm just going to be honest. Like It wasn't that I was against him. It's just one of those artists. You know, I'm from Atlanta, man, so I didn't really ingest all the New York shit the way New Yorkers did. So for me, it was like super eye-opening to see the way his fans, like, they they – Man, they fucking love this guy, bro. Like, and and like the way they talked about how his lyrics touched them. Like, they had this. It was like a police officer or some shit, or like a traffic cop or some dude, or maybe he was like yeah. a, a street janitor or some shit. Whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> but he was just talking about how he did like a twenty year bid, <laughs> twenty year bid, and he's like, bro. I look like the, the you can see the conviction in his face. Like you can't fake that type of shit, bro. Like that shit was so real, it gave me chills. Like just seeing how much you could tell, DMX had an impact on his life. He's like, bro, I love that nigga, bro. Like if it wasn't for him, I'd be dead right now. Type of shit. And you just seeing people repeat that statement over and over every time they see him. Like they can't even really bring him out in public just because the way the fans, they just you know, especially the way his. His uh, personality is, he's so inviting with people too, man. That that was, like, interesting to see with, with the fans. Like I was going to say, it was a point in time I remember, like, random people in Atlanta would just have, they'd send me pictures of them with DMX. It'd be, or you see it on IG. It's like, damn, man, DMX over here in West End Mall getting wings? <laughs> something, <laughs> ran, something random. He reminds me a lot of the stories that you hear about the statesmen of rap, like Pop. Scarface, Pac. Yeah. Like, you just see him out and about. a random place, yeah. yeah. Shout out too short too, man. He one of them guys who just bumping to around the place. But um, yeah, that documentary was just it. It was it was shit. I really enjoyed it, man. It was like it offered me another side of DMX that I necessarily didn't understand. I don't yeah. know if that was like that for all DMX uh, fans. I'm sure like y'all maybe understood it better than me, but it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I also watched the movie I couldn't remember last week. Dead Presidents. I watched it again just because to pay homage. It's a really great movie. Um, some of the best acting Lorenz Tate and Chris Tucker ever did. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Um, shout out Heather B. She makes a cameo in that movie. Damn. Yeah. Now I got to rewatch. Uh, King Richard. I like King Richard. Shout out Will Smith, man. Oh, really? A any movie with Will Smith got to put on an accent? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trust it. Gold, bro. Trust it. Trust the concussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, because you know what I'm saying? CTE, the CTE movie, man. You know? Shout out Young Jeezy. <laughs> the 8732 movie. <laughs> that shit was hard, bro. <laughs> Any movie where Will Smith got to put on an accent, go. Minus, nah, 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 we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Shout out After Will Smith, Earth. though. Uh, was that him? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> he had an alien accent? No, nah, no alien accent. Oh, okay. I think he might have. Did he have to? I think he had an alien accent, bro. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, Just anyway. putting it out there. <laughs> I don't know yeah, that, but Gemini I'm, Man was trash. Yeah. He had to put on a young nigga accent in Gemini Man. Say, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 baby, yo. <laughs> Give me some five on the black side. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Anyway, um, what else did I watch? Uh, Boiling Point. This is a terrible movie, man. Uh, but really, really good. It's uh, an art film. It's about cooking. Um, one of the guys from another movie I watched, I, I made me realize how long this uh, this actor had been in the game. I gotta look up his name. But I watched Snatch as well. Um, Snatch had uh Brad Pitt, young Jason Statham. Um, who else was in it? So I can remember offhand. Everybody else is British. Um, watch Snatch. Uh, that might have been it. I did watch uh part of that movie with Holly Berry. Um, that she had on Netflix. It's called Bruise. Her trying to be a MMA fighter, but. I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way. I couldn't make it through the whole movie. She has a thing with like, she always want to fuck a white man in every movie she in, bro. <laughs> like I, I thought about, it, I was like, bro, this is like before it was kind of, you know, what I mean, well maybe she's just branching out in characters. Like, no, it's a thing you do. Like you, you, you set it up like this. Got to, especially because I think she directed and produced this one, or she just she, this was like one of her movies. Like she put her stamp on it. I don't think uh, it's never a by, uh, bad financial move to fuck a white guy. Yeah. If you're willing to do it. <laughs> Shout out to Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what I've been listening to. <laughs> Montero, bro. <laughs> Y'all niggas sleep. <laughs> uh, what have I been listening to? Uh... Six five heartbeats, mm. and Staples, The Alchemist, Too Easy, Gunner, Future, um, Angelic Hood Rap by Kenny Mason, um, specifically, uh, what's it called? Money something. I I'll figure out the name in post. Uh, Twenty One Savage, um, Savage Mode Two. I am, I was. Uh, I am greater than I was. I am greater, yeah, than I was. I went to public school, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thundercat. <laughs> uh, specifically, it is what it is. Um, and what's that one about the pines? I can't remember the name of it. Um. But yeah, one of his earlier albums, Mick Jenkins, uh, Elephant in the Room, Things I Could, Things You Could Die For If, what's the other one? Gucci Tried to Tell Me. Uh, pretty much it. Uh, well, guess we'll get into what I've been watching. Uh, I want to start it off with Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey is fucking great, man. I re- definitely enjoyed it. Shout out to Marvel, man. I love their adult content that mm-hmm. they're putting on Hulu right now. So that was really dope. Modoc and Hit Monkey. Yeah, yeah. Modoc and Hit Monkey. Uh, two wins for Marvel. Uh, I haven't heard good things about uh, what's that shit called? I don't even know the name of that shit. The last one they just dropped. Mm, the nigga from the nigga from uh, Atlanta. Bar. It's a DC. No, it's Marvel. With the nigga from uh, Atlanta, the Charles Gambino shit. He's like a Marvel hero. Shit. 
It's a movie? Yeah. Eternals? Eternals. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't heard good things about Eternals. But uh, uh, either way, yeah, I watched uh, Hitmonkey. It was great. Uh, I don't want to give too many secrets away uh, (laughs) for that. Uh, Give y'all time to watch it. We'll talk about it later. Um, I'm going to give Sean some time to watch that shit. Oh, I watched this. Uh, I got to find it. The Way Down. It's called The Way Down. Hold on. Let me get the exact name. It's about the way down diet that uh, this minister had back. Okay. The way down. Uh, God, greed, and the cult of Gwen Shamblin. This is a really dope documentary series. It's three episodes. It's basically about this evangelist that had this uh, weight loss plan. That was, it's crazy. It's kind of like a, it, it's, it's like a cult. It's one of those things, if you're into that type of thing. It was, it, I, I enjoyed it. Personally, um, yeah, it had all the things you like death, uh, you know, and the other things, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> death and the other things, but no, nah, man, I really enjoyed that shit. Uh, like an indie band, <laughs> it does <laughs> name of the pot, <laughs> death and other things, yeah, yeah, I'll fuck with it. Uh, I still haven't finished Shang-Chi, man. I'm trying to get through it, bro. I'm trying so hard, bro. I try like three times, bro. I always fall asleep on it, but um, I'm going to get there. Um, I think that's it uh, as far as what I've been watching, what I've been listening to. I've been in my bag. So, uh, Tidal has this weird thing, well, dope thing, where they like, if you play enough songs by the same producer, they just like send you an algorithm if you send it on shuffle. So, like, they sent me on a, a Pharrell shuffle, and... um. So I listened to Twister featuring Pharrell. Uh, hold on, let me find the name of that shit. This song is really dope, man. I was like, I forgot this shit existed. Um, lavish. Oh, I do remember Lavish. Make sure this Wasn't is Lavish. Nah, nah, I don't even think this is it. Damn, what is it? Hold on. Hold on, guys. Yeah, it is lavish. Yeah, lavish is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Please listen to lavish. Mind, right? Nope. No. It was on Twister's album. It's just one of these slept on ass albums. Because I was like, damn, I forgot this shit even happened. Uh, it's on Twister's album called The Other Day. Yeah, lavish. Peace and Pharrell. It's very, very, very dope. It's very Neptunes-ish, too. Like, if you know that era of Neptunes. Yeah, very dope. Me and Vince had a whole conversation about this song. He's like, bro, I forgot about this song. I was like, nigga, me too, bro. Uh, it's Mr. Me Too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i also been listening to Outlaw. Shout out to Rick Ross, man. I think I talked about it on the last uh, pod, but uh, he just dropped a single featuring 21 Savage and Jasmine Sullivan. I think it's really dope. Uh, oh, yeah, as far as that, I got lost. As far as the Pharrell joint, oh, uh, I gotcha, Lupe. And we're going to talk about this. Uh, I tweeted this. I want to do a Lupe versus Kendrick versus. Yeah, we can do that. I want Lupe just to be. I'll do Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake on the next part. Kendrick versus. Man, going through Lupe shit, man. He's another guy. I guess I'm getting lost on topics. But Pharrell Lupe, those guys, I think they're underappreciated. So, like, I've, I've been in my Lupe bag. So, the cool is amazing. Um... Art Blanche, of course, CeeLo Green is Thomas Calloway, Florin 2, Ellie Ingram, Heavy, still listen to that single. And I got, like, went into some old shit for some reason. Kids in the Hall. 
Now, oh shit, double O knowledge. A three C veterans. Hold on, let me find the joints. Uh, the In Crowd was a really dope album. I really like this album. Uh, Paper Trail featuring Fonte. Mm. Um, Mr. All of That Shit featuring Donis and Chip the Ripper. Um, I, I saw you post the uh, the Cleveland show. Yeah, yeah, bro, My yeah. life is like a movie. It's a banger. Bro. <laughs> that shit is not to be fucked with. Oh, yeah, yeah. It got into that whole entire bag. Mm. But um, uh, shout out, shout out, Fly Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That <laughs> was like a whole. Cool. It was a whole time, cool. bro. All that shit was a time, bro. Let your hair down featuring Sky Zoo. Um, uh, and the pledge featuring Sean Price and Black mm. Milk. Mm. Very dope songs. Uh, shout out to kids in the hall, wherever they are. Uh, gift Raps, Chip the Ripper, uh, Big Sean, and some other niggas. Um, <laughs> still listen to CLB. Shout out to Drizzy Drake. Uh, like you said, this thing of ours, part two. For your eyes only, J. Cole. And, uh, oh, shit. And um, Legends of the Fall is how I ended on that. Mm. Uh, Podcast-wise. Oh, shit. I forgot to talk about podcasts. I got one. I don't want to talk about. Let me just see if I got anything new to offer. I know I'm always saying Black this. on purpose, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm, listen, I'm almost finished to bless you. Shout out to y'all guys, man. Y'all keep uh, very, very, very realistic um, portrayals of black people who got good ass jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, that shit was dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all definitely have a good, uh, a good circle of people. Y'all don't seem like y'all references come from good places. Yeah, um, I'm my version of CNN. All right, I'm done. <laughs> the, the dollop, as always. I just want to get into this one. Uh, the Gopher Gang episode was really dope. Anybody got time? It's about this New York City gang, like gangs in New York time shit. But it was what's it was, the name of it? Uh, Gopher Gang. Okay, the, the Gopher Gang. Uh, also, the Enron episode was really dope. Shout out to them. Uh, uh, if anybody knows me. Nick always makes fun of me because I watched the Enron documentary on my uh, 18th birthday. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my story. <laughs> when he asked me what I did for my 18th birthday. So, yeah, I watched Smartest Guys in the Room. So that's a, actually a very good documentary if anybody's into that. But, yeah, so I listened to the Enron podcast. Um, other than that, crime in sports. I think I just... I don't know if I talked about this before, but I'm, maybe I did. But uh, the Lorenz and Wright shit is fucking cra- crazy, bro. And uh, the Sebastian Janikowski, man, he's a he's a fucking wild boy. So uh, anybody got time, listen to them. Um, other than that, oh yeah, I ended with this NBA Today. Mm, the latest episode was cool. I don't remember it offhand. Oh, never mind. I talked about it on the last podcast, but anybody, let's just re- reiterate. Poor, poor Roy Rubin uh, is about the Sixers coach that got hired from a ad in the newspaper. Yeah. I need to check out some of those sports podcasts. I'd yeah, yeah. Definitely, I would say NBA story time if you start out with one. Okay. All right. Uh, tendentially thinking. Tangen- tangentially <laughs> thinking. I still can't say the name of it. Um, tangentially speaking with Chris Ryan, there we go. Justin Kowalski, um, Outlaw Yogi, probably the most recent. Well, it's definitely the most recent, but it's the last time I've really like been interested in a Chris Ryan like free for all. Like he kind of does these podcasts where he'll meet somebody 
off the cuff and it's not anybody I know or their storyline doesn't seem very interesting. But this man truly lived an interesting life. And it uh just reminded me a lot of the things that we talk about, the idea of especially being a creative person. Like you go through a lot of lives. Like you try to figure out what what type of period you're in based off of the work you do. And this is one person that I saw I was like, oh shit. Like it's not that it's not that dissimilar, the thought process of this being okay instead of like settling into a specific groove and riding that shit out. One thing that, that he mentioned that I related to heavily was he was like, yeah, I, I don't know. He, I, he's a little bit old. I think he may be like in his late thirties, but he was just talking about, I don't know if I have ADHD or not, but one of the ways I try to manage whatever compulsion, a compulsion I have to be, distracted is I try to start a bunch of things at once. And so if I start a bunch of things at once and I get bored with one, or I hit a brick wall, I move other. on to something else because I've already set that in motion. And eventually I just get stuff done. Like whether it's the last thing I do that should have been done first or something somewhere in the middle or mm. I do things in order. I and everything see you in that. Up. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> like this is me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this nigga spin. Um, but yeah, it was a really good podcast. I just finished it this morning. Uh, the Dollop uh, Stephen Burroughs episode is really good. Um, the, the I really fuck with the Dollop because they just show that motherfuckers be lying. They lie about everything. Mm -hmm. Like Throughout whatever, time. whatever you think. If, is if you the can truth, lie and make money about it, somebody did. Somebody it. did it, boy. Like religion, a thousand is, times. Religion is a lot of lying. Like that's why I realized. Like at one point before this was a multi-billion-dollar like tax free industry motherfuckers was just running around lying they was plagiarizing speeches they was they was doing all this dumb shit trying to uh promote it like rap like it's all a lie but yeah the dollop is really cool like in most of most of american history is that <laughs> most history in general is that um a lot of lies uh flagrant 2 andrew schultz nothing really to report there um jordan peterson did a podcast or they, they recorded a conversation um, with him and, let me see, Lawrence Krauss and Ian McGillicrist. Um, you you know them as uh, Ian McGillicrist and Lawrence Krauss. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know these motherfuckers from anywhere. But they had an interesting conversation about all meaning and the conceptual conceptualization of God. And it talked about like how like Jordan Peterson has this take and he he was saying he doesn't necessarily believe in God, but he doesn't believe there isn't a God. And a lot he talks of the, about the hero's journey a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and the idea that there are certain moral compasses already built in society based on the fact that like we conceptualize God at all. Um that's a that's an evolutionary uh mechanism. But anyway, what was dope was like they talk about a lot of the people who like write movies or scripts. Like there's a there's an overall narrative that always follows the same type of imprint, even if it isn't necessarily religious religious related. So like like you mentioned, the hero's journey or the opportunity for salvation at the last minute. Like all the best stories have these type of tropes in it, and it's something that like we've done from the beginning of time. So like it's interesting. Like I made me think about if all written literature eventually becomes religion. 
after a certain point in time, like the Avengers may be history. <laughs> like we may be sitting there looking at like, yo, this is the Iron Man president or mm-hmm. like you got the Black Panther is probably going to be played by somebody Obama-esque. And they'll just flip these stories. They'll flip these stories and turn it into religion. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't have anything else. All right. On that note, we are washed, never washed up. I am Draft. I am Sean Luke Picard. Shout out to Nolan Exposure. Shout, Shout out to Taji. Taji, man. We love you. Love you. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. I'll stay black. Yep.